Peace and blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Sean Crystal Parker, and welcome to episode 36 of Real Shield Happens. So this episode is part two to our time capsule of life in a global pandemic. And what's it like six months later? Stay tuned, because you don't want to miss a thing. I go within, walking in the fertile soil of my own being. There, my ancestors' fossilized footprints lead the path to my destiny, embedded in my soul. I can feel the pain and the toil, the sorrow. I bear the weight on my shoulders, but also the joy, the laughter, the song. I hear my community deep within my spirit, quietly guiding my footsteps along the path. I go within. Thank you so much for joining me. So in this episode, we have our special guest, Marissa from Luna and Soul Yoga back to talk to us about what life has been like six months later under a global pandemic. And if you remember, we talked about this in episode 24 with Marissa And we called it a time capsule because we said we were going to come back in six months and talk about what, what's happened, what, what's been going on in the last six months. Obviously we're still in a global pandemic, but we also want to offer some tips to help cope with everything that's going on right after this five minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. We will now begin the meditation. Sit comfortably wherever you are. Relax your shoulders and gently close your eyes. Feel at ease with yourself and keep yourself relaxed. Now imagine that a ray of light is entering from the crown of your head where the seventh chakra crown chakra is situated, moving the light all the way down through the central energy channel parallel to the spine down to the perineum area where the first chakra is located, the root chakra. Now imagine that your mind is beaming that light slowly down into the root and it turns red and covers the first chakra. Take a deep breath and as you keep your attention fixed on the point where this chakra is located, imagine that the air you inhale and exhale is also red in color. Start visualizing how the root chakra is gradually releasing all the negative stuff. 
stagnant energies from the body and making way for fresh, positive flows of energy. Now, imagine this energy moving up to the second chakra, the sacral, located just below the navel area. Think of it to be an orange colored light, pure energy. Mentally clean any blocked energy and release all the negativity, spinning it around in the orange light until it disappears. Now moving up to the third chakra, the solar plexus, roughly three fingers above the navel, focus there on the color yellow. Imagine that the color is growing in intensity and allow yourself to feel its strong vibrations in each part of your body. Imagine that you're able to breathe the color yellow and imagine yourself to be filled up with this color as you feel deep inside its clarity and growing awareness, making you feel stronger and more confident. Now move up to the fourth body chakra, the heart. Breathe in very pure emerald green light and feel it entering your body. Imagine it's settling down and then again expanding into your heart. Make an effort to expand this light further from your heart into your entire being. Let the light envelop you and imagine that the light is spreading all around you until you feel that you've become the green light. Now, gently take your attention up to the fifth chakra, the throat, where you can imagine the color of the sky and the sea, a beautiful blue. Feel that color as it lies within yourself. Starting from the throat, let this color spread the positive energy of truth purity, cleanliness, and peace all around you. See this light. Feel its energy all around you. Moving up to the sixth chakra, which is also called the third eye chakra, honing in on its position between the brows. Allow the vibrations of this chakra to work in a calm but powerful color, indigo, which is also the color of wisdom, knowledge, and spirituality. Finally, we're back at the crown chakra where you imagine the white energy spinning around the chakra point. Visualize and feel this pristine light unblocking this last chakra 
and making way for all the negative energies to exit your body. Keep breathing naturally and relax your body with every breath. And when you feel ready and totally relaxed, gently open your eyes. And we're coming back to present moment awareness. Take a minute here to just sit with your present space and feel the space that you may have deepened within yourself in that five minutes. Just take a minute and notice how you feel. Remember how you feel before. Notice how you feel after. And like I always say, just if you can take this five minutes every day, you will definitely, definitely see a difference in your life. So let's go ahead and get right to the topic at hand. We have a special guest. She's back, Marissa Stern from Luna and Soul Yoga. And she and I are talking about six months under a global pandemic and what has changed, um, what hasn't changed. We're talking about that. We're also going to give a few tips on how to cope with everything that's going on because we know right now there's so much going on in the world. Um, and yeah, so let's just jump right into it right now. Returning to the source is serenity. We have my friend Marissa from Luna and Soul Yoga, and she's back with us to talk about the situation at hand that's still at hand six months later, the quarantine or, you know, shutdown, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, the COVID situation. (laughs) Hey, Marissa, what's going on? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm so glad to have you back to talk about this. I know we made a podcast six months ago. And we called it a time capsule. We said we're going to come back in six months and talk about the state of affairs and what, you know, may have happened and, you know, any changes in the COVID situation. And mm, six months later, here we are. Here we are. Yes. And uh, not a lot has changed. I mean, not a lot has changed. What restaurants are open outdoors? Outdoors. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, where we live, we just got the little cold front and freeze warn freeze right. warning. So I'm just like, y'all gonna get some heaters or what? I mean, I really right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I didn't really go out if my husband and I want something, you know, we like take it to go type thing and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. It's weird yeah. because it's like people just want to be out I mean they just want to get out and so any way possible they're trying to create some type of way to make that happen I guess yeah and I think it has to do a lot with um our human nature like we need connection whether it's like seeing Mm -hmm. someone or you know being able to hug someone I know when I run into my 
fellow yogis, I'm like, are you hugging? Right. <laughs> right. So I right. can give you a hug real quick. Um, yeah, I think that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. I think especially for those of us who are in- extroverted, it's very mm-hmm. hard. For those of us who are introverted, we're kind of just kind of like chilling, really. But yeah. 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 It depends. I- it really depends. I do feel also that, um, unfortunately, this, you know, month six now, um, it's brought up a lot of um, repressed um, memories and um, mm. feelings in people. Speaking for myself as well, I was like, whoa, I thought, mm. I, thought I, I thought I was healed from that. What happened? Mm. <laughs> that's a good point it's like a lot of time spent like in solitude you get the you get the chance to like really kind of get some extra thoughts coming in that (laughs) maybe because you're usually busy doing other things you know yes yes so now that we're we talked about that time of pausing in our previous podcast it's just Mm -hmm. kind of whoa I you know I think one time, a couple of weeks ago, I kind of broke down crying to my husband. He was like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. I just, I thought I was healed from this. And like these feelings are coming up and I, I, I just need to ground myself. And you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm all, I'm always advocating for people going to therapy and stuff. I was like, I think I'm going to make an appointment. <laughs> mm. Mm. And, and I was like, people, I was, it's not, it's, I really advocate for it. It's not something that should be frowned on. And so I did. I had a little hour-long appointment um, mm. last week. And I felt a lot better afterwards. People think mm. it's, oh, you must be crazy. I'm like, no, it's because you're going through stuff. There's a difference between um, between the two, you know? Yeah, and also it, it really helps to have, like, a objective person who's not, like, involved and not you know kind of just on the outside to speak to exactly and you can get you know you get different perspectives like okay yeah I was okay yeah that makes sense you know Mm -hmm. not not sitting there and you know um some people use other things for therapy you know shopping addiction and all these you know Mm -hmm. alcohol um and when they're not getting too the root problem of it you know like if you need a root canal you're going to get the root canal you're not just going to keep slapping um aura gel on it you know what I mean right exactly it's so true and this is like such a time of like reflection for everyone it really really is it's just like so many things are happening like people's relationships are being tested and you know Mm -hmm. It, it really is just a time for self-reflection and what do we want? Like, it's almost like giving us a pause, this long pause yeah. that nobody really wanted, but yes. to kind of reflect back and be like, what do I, what's life about? Like, what do I really want? Like what's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and um, we did have this podcast six months ago. So I think it was mm-hmm. April. And mm-hmm. then by May, the, May, beginning of June, the social injustice really came Mm. to the forefront of our collective consciousness. And I feel like people were, we were not prepared on top of the pandemic for it. But as as we believe, you know, the universe doesn't give us more than we can handle. And I think it's, again, you're 
doing the work, you know, sitting there like, what do I want? Mm -hmm. Uh, What really are my beliefs when it comes to social injustice? Am I, you know, slightly biased, slightly prejudiced? And even Mm with our brown and black communities, like, am I a little more prejudiced to the darker ones or the lighter ones, you know? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that also stems from um, the systemic racism, you know, the back to slavery, unfortunately. You were lighter mm-hmm. skin because, you know, great ma- yeah. great mammy was, you know, with the master and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. also we need, to, we need to change the narrative and how that is spoken about because for years they've been called... Um, mistresses to the to the master i'm like no it was kind of mm. like rape. it was kind of like it was basically rape right. and you know it was child labor it was mm-hmm. all of that stuff and i think until people put it in today's terms they're never gonna make that connection and i i think i saw something similar on instagram about that and um i just thought it was very very powerful mm-hmm. uh, see if i could pull it up because i shared it to somebody um yes i have it mm-hmm. uh it was on i also follow black healers connect on instagram if you guys mm-hmm. want to check it out what so is it? it's clear- black healers connect oh okay black healers okay. yeah, they're, yeah they're based out of oakland so the clear language on slavery slaves equal hostages slave mm-hmm. owners equals human traffickers slave catchers equals police Plantations mm. are death camps. Mistresses are rape victims. Discipline is torture or mur- or murder. Overseers equal torturers. Trading equals kidnapping. Profit equals theft. Middle passage equals genocide. Mm. They're basic the premise of this, if you start using everyday words that are relevant to you to this day. You can stop obscuring the horror and with detachment and antiquated terms. So instead of saying slave families lived in plantations owned by slave owners who hired overseers to maintain and discipline, black families were held hostage in death camps by Hmm. human traffickers who employed torturers to torture and kill them. Very different in that, right? The language, yes. The language. So the way we talk about that harm matters and it's reflective of us to minimize the harm we inflict and tend to hide the severity of the harm beyond spin and fuzzy language. This does not real for this does not allow for real accountability, compassion, or even an apology. Mm. Yeah, it's so real. I was like, dang. <laughs> That's deep. That's so deep. And it's so true. And it's it's evident in the language they use even now in the media and stuff and how they portray, like, you know, different. It, it seems like race baiting to me, but the way they portray black crimes and white crimes and yes. all this, you know. Um, but yes. it's 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 a trip. And it and it is the time, like the fact that this whole racial movement has come out like this. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me, but it's also like, I think a lot of frustration <clears throat> just mm-hmm. uh, compounded like that just 
And then this is something we need, you know, now this is a good thing we need to place that into in a way too. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I do believe it's genuine from, from some perspective, but it's also, I don't know. <laughs> it, I'm glad it's happened, but is it happening or is it just this thing that just kind of like, oh, we're all cooped up in the house. We're mad and let's do this, you know, exactly. right now. I, I felt the same way. I was just like, when the first um, riots began, I was like, whoa, okay, well, they got people out the house. Like, this is serious, you know? Right. Um, especially when we just went on lockdown and everybody's out in the streets and stuff. Right. I feel like even though a lot of our timelines, you know, not really on Instagram, based on who you follow, mm-hmm. <laughs> on Facebook, mm-hmm. The timelines are going back to what we consider quote unquote normal. And like, we can't do that anymore. There's not a time to go back to normal. Yeah, share a, a funny thing every now and then to bring a smile or laughter to somebody's face, but you still need to advocate for your friends and family and loved ones. Um, whether you're white, black, or brown, I think that needs to be still continue Mm -hmm. it does i mean it it, but things become such like bandwagon things and it's just like you know you see all these major companies like having headlines and banners of like support black people and all this stuff all of a sudden it's like what the what like it was just weird i don't know it's like and I, I mean, I want it, I would hope it continue but if it's not like from a if it's all about just like you know, buy, make sure we keep the black people buying from us type thing. You know what I mean? Like it's always yeah. comes back to the money and, you know, that type of thing when it, when it really boils down to things, they don't give a damn. Yeah. And then also <laughs> you have to, you have to realize like, okay, like in our community, um, there's small businesses I follow and I'm like, well, who really has said something? Who do I want to put my money into that has, mm. um, who has said something about supporting the family right. or um, being part of AB back businesses. And, um, and I'm just like, okay, this one says something I will continue to purchase from them. Not, you're not, um, how do you say? You're showing your true colors because the income is more important than the social injustice. And that's where I stand. So if you're not acknowledging it and you're still with the um, the the thought process of that, then, then I have to set that boundary. Like if you post, hey, we're open on... Um, if something bothers you like uh for example hey we're open on columbus day i'm like columbus day shouldn't it be indigenous people's day like <laughs> that's my that was my first thought when i saw someone post that i was like Oof. I'm yeah. gonna it's I'm we gonna have, have to crush like all the lies and like not let that continue anymore yeah. and that's I'm going to have to set that boundary for me right now. Yeah, that's the best way to do it is through the pocket because that's the way, it, you know, that they keep everything going. I mean, your attention and support is what they're trying to get. 
you know, that's what they want from us is our attention and our support for whatever it is they're selling. So, I mean, but, you know, it's hard to, a lot of people just don't, you know, take the time or think like that. Like, I get, I guess I kind of get both sides of it. Like, I feel like a lot of people, the majority of people are still on the bullshit. (laughs) But there is a big majority of people, or minority maybe, of people who are starting to really wake up to this stuff and who really are genuine about it and who want to see a change in the world and who are not going to let that old paradigm continue like that, you know? Exactly. And I also feel like um, on the way other end of the spectrum, you have people who are, who have experienced the guilt of being, um, you know, white and like, oh my God, is this how I think? Have I, you know, and like doing the work they're supposed to do, but still not having, um, unfortunately not having the support system in order to work it out, you know, because mm-hmm. if you're more open, you're the mo- more open-minded and empathetic person in your family, I don't really, um, I really hope you could speak with them and you know or your loved ones your friends be like hey do you think you know this is what's how have we really been living like this forever like forever Mm. ever Um, and even some of my friends are just like uh I used to say jokes when I was small I'm like bro we were small we were immature then now that we're mature right (laughs) most of us you know better you should know better now we could do the work um Especially with our generation and the next, I feel like we're more empathetic and willing to change versus our older generations who still have um, the, for back of a letter, lack of a letter word, the race-based stress and trauma there. Yeah, it's true. And it's like, as the generations keep going, it's kind of being released in a way, I think, because um, I think it it became so concrete in people. And like, even my generation is like, we are directly from baby boomers. Like I'm generation X. So it's, you know, we have, we have a lot of that, you know? So, but the net, when I look at like my son, you know, his generation, I can tell, like, they're fluid with everything more so, you know, yeah. with gender, with race, like, it's not about any of that. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and that's ultimately what we're going towards. I really do feel that as a, yeah. as a collective. Yes. Um, speaking of collective work, I, um, to add on to the trauma-based certification I have, you know, self-study. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Gail Parker, um, she wrote a wonderful book, came out this year. I feel like it came out at the right time, I swear. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a psychologist, a certified yoga therapist. She um, is a meditation coach. Mm-hmm. Um, she's on the board of Black Yoga Teachers Alliance. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and she wrote a book called Restorative Yoga for Ethnic and Race-Based Stress and Trauma. Mm. Um, so I follow her on Instagram, and the two people who wrote the forwards are uh, Octavia F. Rahim, I believe I said that right, and uh, Amy Wheeler, who, um, PhD. Um, so I follow them all on social media, like what they say, they talk about um, trauma, um, and it's just really powerful to start reading this book and... They, she offers you times to do self uh, reflection mm. and she has different meditations. She just talks about her own experience with um, with race, how race matters, and um, she shares her story. It's beautiful. Um, mm, I'm definitely looking that up right now, actually. That looks like a really good book. Yeah, and, you know, she sits there and she talks about how she had a workshop and she asked people to, um, you know, tell their story about the first time they they experienced racism. Mm. And then as I'm reading this, I'm like, damn, how old was I? I was like, I feel like I was in first or second grade. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you don't realize that you've kind of been carrying this way into your adulthood mm. and I, I can't wait to finish it I'm halfway done but it's a beautiful thing that I plan on implementing in my classes and my community work um so I would definitely recommend this book definitely uh, and who's the author the author is Gail Parker Gail Parker yes PhD y'all PhD nice <laughs> Definitely, definitely look that up. I'm going to probably pick that one up and see if I see it right here on Kindle or I mm-hmm. might get the print. I don't know. I'll see. Right. That looks like a good one. Um, but yeah, that's a trip because if you do think about it, like I, I know for sure my first race, racial like thing was in elementary school. And I think it was maybe like second or third grade. And I remember because I was dressed up for uh, as Dracula for Halloween, and the this little boy came up to me and was like, "Oh, I never saw a black Dracula before," Ooh. and I, I just will never forget that. <laughs> right, it's just it's these things about it is just like, and that was just the first time. Like I've had a many a nigger calling, you know, right. in elementary school. In elementary school, yeah. School, yeah. I was, I was told. Um, based on my hair that I wasn't um, black enough or something. I was like, oh. Mm. And the first time I straightened my hair, it was like, oh, it was judged. I think that was like fifth grade, first time I straightened my hair. And the most recent one, well, not recent, but in my teenage years, I remember the first time I wore my hair natural, you know, high school, Mm. hallways. Mm. Someone grabbed me by the back of the head. Mm-mm. Yes, I was like, what? And of course, when you turn around, you look and nobody's looking at you. They're looking straight ahead. I was like, what the hell was that? Oh, was it like a yak? Yes. Oh my God. They want, and they thought it was fake? I guess so. I don't oh my know. gosh. That is ignorant as hell. See, I grew up around all white kids. So I was <laughs> getting called <laughs> nigger. And then, but I mean, when I got around black kids, then it became white girl. 
But yeah. I never looked at that as racism. I'm just like, just be like, oh, okay, whatever. I mean, I'm light skinned, so. Exactly. See, that's what I'm talking about. We have yeah. to, to, you know. I mean, walk. isn't it funny how I'm saying, like, I thought that was normal? Like, I mean, I was like, oh, okay, I just thought that was. Why do we think it's not? <clears throat> right. And um, unfortunately, when my husband, he's um, studying to be a teacher, he was like, I have to show you a video. And it was really heartbreaking. It was, you know, Black parents having to have a talk with their kids. Mm. And I'm like, other people don't have this talk. Mm-hmm. I start crying. I'm like, show me this stuff. <laughs> but he's just like, it's, it's very, I'm, I'm, uh, he didn't say I'm scared. He's just like, I'm sad to have to have this talk with our children. Yeah. I'm like, it's true. It's like, you really do have to have that talk. And because it's, it's sad because the kids don't understand race at all. Like I remember when my son was little and, you know, it was like, he said he wanted blonde hair and blue eyes. And I was just like, why? You know what I mean? And like, I knew it was because he saw that wherever, you know, like on TV or school or whatever. But then it was like someone, you know, he's, he's, he's actually ambiguous looking. So really he could kind of go any kind of way, but you know, he came to me and was like, why is Michael Jackson black or dark, you know, darker? He didn't say black. He was like darker when he was little. And then now he's lighter when he's older. You know what I mean? He would just have these questions and I was like, what the, Oh God, I have to explain to him how race works in -hmm. this country. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is whack as hell. But I felt like I had to explain that to him because we actually come from a black family, but we're like the lightest ones in the family. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, that's like a whole different perspective too. You know, it's, it's so complicated. I know it really is the colorism and the community itself is just like a whole huge issue, huge that nobody wants to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about it. No and, uh, you know, it's interesting. I was at work and um, not my yoga job, my other job, y'all. <laughs> um, and I had some, I served someone. Um, he was a Latinx gentleman. He was, I'm going to tell you, girl, he was totally like, he had his 661 gear on. He had all his rings on. He had his um, tattoo sigils. Mm-hmm. Um <sighs> I can't the he had the goat on his t-shirt but when he left and I finished serving him he was like thank you queen I appreciate you like I Mm. felt seen by him like I wasn't like scared of him like even when we like um, conversed and I was serving him it was totally like okay you know what you like you're not doing me any harm you know but then the next day a girl smiles behind me in a in a trump mask and I was like oh lord (laughs) like Mm. You know, and I was like, what was that? And I had to talk to my husband. He was just like, it's because, he's like, unfortunately, that has become a sign of, like, something you you have to fear right now in your life. Versus where the guy who may have been worshiping Satan, like, he was not going out of his way to harm you or to that supporting something that would harm you or your family I was like dang like I felt more comfortable with homeboy wearing the 666 than someone unfortunately wearing this 
I hate to get political, but a Trump mask, I was like, that's deep, y'all. Yeah, that is a sign of the times. That's a for real sign of the times. And that's a good segue into the next thing that's really going to happen and that's happening. And because right when the racial movement starts, you know, because of, because too, partly because of some of the political things from that side, you know, yes. and it, that's been happening. Uh, um, now we're about to come into this election period. And yes. it's, oh man, I just feel like it's going to be crazy either way. Yes, it is. And I'm just like, you know, even when watching, I watched the second debate with um, our two politicians who are running. Mm-hmm. felt like people were really paying attention to where their stance was on COVID and race and mm. I, it was very interesting. I was like, okay, I see their perspectives, but uh, I don't know. Um, COVID and, you know, coming out with a vaccine and stuff, like, right. I would rather have one that's not rushed if mm. they do at that point, but I don't know, you know, and back to history, I don't want to hear about it being released. This is a rumor. I don't remember who said it. Being Mm -hmm. released to Black communities first. Like, no. Well, the truth is is that they always do testing in, like, Africa and stuff. Exactly. Where there's no mass, where there's nobody that able, like, they can do the, um, what do you call it, this, like, uncontrolled environment type thing. Exactly. Um, that reminds me of when my husband was stuttering health. <laughs> I refer to my husband a lot, guys. Sorry. <laughs> when he you was stuttering classes. And he was talking about how um, back when I was on the depot shop for birth control, he was like, I think we should get off. We should look at other options. I was like, why? He's like, well, there's a study done. He's like, I hate to say it, but they did in Africa. And they noticed how the women would either end up with cancers for staying on it too long Hmm. becoming completely infertile and I was like what he goes yeah we need to look at other options I was like okay well you brought me the information you showed me where you got it from so yes I will we will look at the different options but if someone just that's why I say google stuff people should google stuff or just sharing it like oh whatever yeah that's true a lie I'm just like Google stuff like really do your research like it's literally at our fingertips like how often are we texting like how often are we on social media that we can't just make a quick Google search or tell Alexa to look it up or ask Siri to look it up mm-hmm. it's, it's really not that hard to be be informed and get yourself educated it's so true it's really right in front of us and I don't know what it is about why people don't use google i don't know what that is i don't <laughs> i don't know what that is either i was like i remember when i had to go and find the i was telling my son go and find the encyclopedia and then right? like, hand write it out oh and now God. people have just been like oh i don't know i'm like google it day like okay girl i am a google queen i will google any thought that comes to my mind anything 
Like, I will Google it. And that's why if you can't have a conversation with somebody who Googles stuff, like, because we're going to find out exactly what the truth is. And you can't just say anything. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel. (laughs) Where did you hear that? Did you, like, was it Harvard thing? Was it, like... Exactly. What was your source? What was your source, buddy? (laughs) The (laughs) bibliography source was... Me or did you just get on like a meme on Instagram and you took it as? I know. Look it up. Do your research. And um, unfortunately, my son had a the you know with virtual learning, he had a really sad assignment like that first, second week, third week. But I was like, dang, you guys started school, and they're like, how was? How can we compare the Spanish flu and COVID nineteen? Dang. Oh wow. That's heavy. It was heavy, and I learned a lot, too, by Googling along with him. Mm. <laughs> they were saying how, you know, not like today, but were more, uh, a lot more strict when, and stern when it came to the Spanish flu. It was like, you have to stay indoors. You have to wear a mask. Mm. And they closed down businesses and all this stuff. And it's like, hmm. fascinating today where people were not willing to shut their doors because of the economy, um, which I completely understand, but a lot of businesses were able to pivot virtually and work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like sorry, my mind is a little mischievous. <laughs> it's okay, but girl, a lot of states I found out, you know, are still open. I mean, are open. Like, they wear masks, but, like, my friend lives in Texas, and she was saying that, like, the schools are open. Their schools are back in. The restaurants are open. You can sit inside. Like, all you have to do is wear a mask. And I was just like, what? What? And it, this is Texas, and the Texas is supposed to be rising in the cases. That's that's what my husband shared with me last night. He's like, Texas, yeah, it's a bigger state than us, but their cases are rising and we are more populated than we they are. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that, um, what are we, we already have the second wave. So what is this going to be like the third wave of everything going yeah. up? Did it ever not wave for us, like in California? We're in California, so it's like we've been on. I mean, they did open up for a second. Remember, they? I mean, some of the gyms are open here, though. I mm-hmm. noticed um, my gym didn't ever open. No, I think they opened for like a week, twenty-four mm-hmm. hour fitness, and then they went bankrupt. And oh. yeah, so I don't know. They don't know. I don't know what the hell is going to happen with them. Exactly. I feel like. Uh, it really makes you nervous especially because when people I saw the perfect meme of like what what wearing a mask looks like and doesn't look like they had um, a cartoon character it was a male cartoon character he was standing in his underwear and yes perfect he has his mask on he's covering up all his genitalia now if he is not the second photo was him wearing the mask, his underwear, but like the top half of his genitalia is is showing. It's like <laughs> that's what you look like when you don't wear a mask, and it's kind of like <laughs> I was like, it's kind of true because it's like how how many times do you tell people? Um, again, we're in month six, 
to put the mask over their face or that you have to enter with a mask instead of just like covering your mouth with a shirt. I'm like, right. You have to go outside. You have to go outside. If you really want to eat, like we can take your order and bring it to you, but we can't have you in the building because we have to protect ourselves um, and the other public um, people, the other public members. Because they still have to go to home to their families. I don't know where you've been. You didn't fill out a survey to come in here. We don't have them like a, a temperature check was not part of regulation to enter a store or business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you need to wear a freaking mask. <laughs> it's like I don't understand how people still. It's again month six, and you still don't understand that you need to wear a mask literally everywhere you go. Yeah, it's not changing anytime soon. No. Not that part of it. Mm-mm. And I just wish people would be a little bit less um, less into their ego about it when it comes to math. Understand that I'm not just protecting me, I'm protecting you and your family and you wearing a mask is protecting my family. You could just understand that concept. Right. Be a whole lot better than where we are now but (laughs) definitely going into month six and people need to heal y'all people need to heal (laughs) and if this is not the lesson of healing like to heal and like look inward and like really reflect on everything this this is like never this is like a once in a lifetime event that's happening this won't happen again in our lifetimes. Not this type of pause with this everything that's going on. It's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, I think our, our state, California, just released, excuse me, have hiccups, released regulations um, for Thanksgiving. Um, I think it's no more than three households can congregate. You have to wear masks and you can only take your mask off when you're eating. Hmm. And I, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it came out yesterday. I looked at my husband. I was like, our family's too big. And I'm just talking about like his side, like all the different households. I was like, it's too big. And he's just like, we weren't planning on getting it together anyway. I was like, I know, but it was just kind of sad. Like, dang, even if we wanted to even attempt like a little small family get together, like it's like five mm. households, five or six households. Wow. Do you guys usually get together every year? Uh, yeah, usually um, around the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Um, yeah, so I'm just like, there's no way it's not this year. Like, we have to, I'll meet you on the Zoom. I'll meet you on Skype. But, mm. <laughs> but I can't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, that's a lot of people. I mean, wow, that's, I didn't even think of that because my family right now is so small out in California. So um, and, you know, it's just like, I don't know, it's not even 10 of us. So I'm just like, I haven't even thought about like bigger families and how you're not able to get together. And that's a trip, and especially for holidays when everyone usually gets together. And this is just going to be so different for everyone. I mean, even Halloween, like what what are people doing? Are they really going out trick or treating? Like, I didn't like I. I don't know. My, I mean, my son's little. He's 13, so he's not really into, like, let's go trick-or-treating. He's more like, exactly. 
watch movies, you know, maybe you can make some cookies and we'll decorate. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, how cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially, like, uh, the skate park over off of, you know where it's at, over at the yeah. park. <laughs> Dang, like it's a lot of people. I'm like, I remember when nobody had it fenced off. Yeah, nobody was there. Not everybody's there. I'm just like, I just hope you babies are being safe. Ask like before you get there and after you get there, like you know, um, taking a shower, sanitizing, all that stuff. Like, because you don't know what another person's been exposed to. And my mom brought up a point. She was like, what if seven with COVID like spit on the ground and you walked in it and you brought it? I was like, that's a little much, but I get your point. <laughs> you know, and now you're tracking it everywhere. I'm like, oh, my. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely believe like for the older elders, you know, it definitely is a super, super threat. Um, and it could be fatal. So it's important, especially if you're going to be around elders. Or anybody who has, you know, other underlying diseases. I mean, it is important any way around, but I'm just saying, like, more important for yeah. people with special needs and elder people. We need the social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are social as much as we still like to be a little introverted sometimes. Like, yeah. All right, I'm done with people. I'm going to go back in my little space, you know? Right. Yeah. He's definitely an introvert, though, and I think, like, he just misses school because, you know, his friends and all that type of thing. And I think they're talking about opening the schools again. I heard that they were talking about, or they let some uh, some of the kids in to test or something. I've heard some of that, yeah. But mm-hmm. I think um, my son and your son are similar. He misses school because, like, he mm-hmm. stuff. But he's very, very much introverted, like, when you first meet him, it's kind of like pulling teeth sometimes. Like, bro, right? <laughs> gotta talk. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's been very. Um, as far as like the older kids who understand the concept of it, of technology, right. mm-hmm. I think a lot of them have pivoted very well to virtual learning. Yeah, yeah. That's how my son is. It's like for him, it's nothing really. It's easy, really, really easy. But I, I do like my aunt. She has a, her son is younger, and she has to be there. So it's like her doing the work, and she's just like, oh my god, I do not want to do school again, all over again. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah, those those parents have like small children, you know. Yeah, and I'm just like, I. No, um, I would have to figure it out, you know, with my husband. Like, okay, luckily he works at home uh, three days out of the week, so he's able to be here. But if I was, I'm like, if he was like by himself, like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. like, and having these problems, like, and you have to work and I have to work because, you know, also that's how the system's set up you now. Yeah, yeah. Work. Um, it's just like, well, would how would that work? How would that work? Like, would we take him to my mom's house? Would he go to your mom's house? Like, mm-hmm. all these different scenarios we talked about. And then this was even before school went back into session. It was just like, and then like, what about those moms who are single moms? Like, what are they going to do? Single parents? Mm-hmm. Support system? Like, oh, what are they doing? 
Yeah, it was, I was very concerned, like, just, you know, for the collective, like, how are we going to figure this out, you know, because, of course, you go on social media, people are like, I have to work, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what about your kid, though? Like, your kid's going to need help, too. Like, I get it. We have to work. We have to provide for these babies. But this is a whole, this is all new for everybody who's going through it. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's so crazy. It's just a trip to see how, like, literally, like, the whole world, <clears throat> excuse me, has had to, like, readjust to just, like, a new way of living. Yes. Very much so. And I just, just like, ugh. my husband's like, you can't be worried about everybody else. I'm like, I can't help it. <laughs> I know. Me too. Even when I go to the stores, I just look around like, we are really out here wearing masks. Like, this is crazy. Like, we're out here, like, the whole world is out here wearing masks. Exactly. Like, it's a trip. It is really a trip when you think about it on a huge scale. And, like, the whole scale of it is huge. And it's really making everything change. This is, like, a pivotal point in history. Like, a lot of things are going to change. And it's just yeah. going to be... It's, 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 we're on to the future. Like now is like, we're really going forward. I feel like, I feel like this is a pivotal point. Definitely. Definitely feels that way. I'm just like, oh man. (laughs) I know. That's crazy. To ask you a question. How have you been finding ways to decompress when, you know, our, emotional bodies can be so heightened with everything. What are some good things mm-hmm. to decompress? Um, for me, what I usually do is I found that breathing techniques help a lot. Um, it's different. Like, there's a lot of different types. Like, yoga, there's yoga types of breathing, pranayama, and, like, what is the fire, the breath of fire, I think it is, and Um, yeah, um, but there's other types of breathing too that I've found out there. And there's one that's called Wim Hof breathing techniques Mm -hmm. and that I do that one and it's really, really good. I love it. And I feel like it helps like ground me. It helps like, I mean, it's just on so many levels. So I've talked about it before, but I've never done like a whole podcast on it, but like look that up Wim Hof. Um, to anybody who wants like help with just like, you know, getting through things like anything, even if we weren't in a pandemic, (laughs) just like regular life. Um, but because what happens is that we breathe so shallow, most people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the mouth, with the mask thing. And, um, Mm -hmm. so this breathing techniques helps you you know, just be more conscious of your breath, helps you become a a deep breather. Um, Mm -hmm. And also it helps it physiologically, like literally helps you, your immune system, it boosts your immune system. Yeah. So it's just all around good. You feel good when you do it and it, you know, all that. So of course I meditate every day, twice a day, because I've learned to like, now I think what I'm, trying to really create is like centering my life around meditation more as opposed to trying to fit meditation into my life somewhere exactly 
So that is just a whole chain that makes everything different because I do not miss meditation at all, ever. So, I'm with that page, the meditation. Yeah. Um, with having uh, with my private clients, I sometimes I'm up at four forty-five in the morning. Mm. So that's when I ground myself for meditation, so that hey, I can go out and still be a teacher who's present and holds space for them so mm. I it's like the first thing I do I go I'll, I'll go use the restroom and then I'll ground myself in meditation mm -hmm. do a couple um poses and salutes for myself and then I'll go out the door and make sure I'm ready for them yeah um, that's the best way I think to start the day yes um speaking of different kinds of breath um I was doing an online video with uh, Brett Larkin mm. um, and she we did poly breath and I love poly breath because it's very um, energizing and it's um, it's even safe to use uh, and she I think she incorporates it in her prenatal yoga classes that she has mm. on I really like it's very it's not because like breath of fire isn't good for um prenatal classes and mm. pregnant or anybody who has a hernia so I was mm. happy that she did that pose because I was like okay I can do that like it felt energizing I wasn't so um one of my best friends like to use, likes to use the words floaty when you just feel kind of like not really scattered brain, but not really just like, just kind of, the best word is floaty. You just kind of like, mm. it's all, you just oh, like, uh, yeah. And so I really like the, the poly breast um, for that. And um, mm, I'm going to look that up. The one that we do in um, my yoga for um, period pain is mm. the cooling breath, the sitali breath. It's mm. like I can't do it, but it's where you make where you take your tongue and you make it like into that little taco shape, mm -hmm. and you will breathe out over your tongue. So it's a really cooling, grounding practice. And I, I can't make the taco tongue, so I just kind of mm. like. Stick I'm gonna look that one up too because I can make a taco tongue. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of stick my tongue out. Kind of special, y'all. Mm, let's try that yes I love looking up new breath work like you know there's because there are a lot of different types and styles that can help you in different ways exactly and mm. especially now that we're getting like into the cold weather um I even have my son and my husband do it the alternate alternate nostril breath that mm, one's yeah I do that from time to time too yeah mm -hmm. and really grounding really beneficial and just like amazing for your sinuses <laughs> okay yes yes that's exactly what i use it for especially when i have sinuses sinus because we live in this dry dry heat in dry heat. air mm -hmm. <laughs> but the wim hof too does help with sinuses too so like if i get really well i like to do i'll do it like try to do it almost every day and it just you know feels good like if you can get that in that's just the best but the meditation, I definitely don't miss, but I do sometimes miss the breathing. But mm -hmm. I do it, try to do it every day. But yeah. yeah.
that it really helps. I mean, all of those things, yoga, even if it's just, you know, exercising helps reduce stress and, you know, those things just will always help. And I always stress like meditation though, for people, even if it's just like five minutes a day, like get that in. Yeah. Five minutes. A -hmm. lot of times people, um, another part, another thing that's come up, um, during this time is that with the pause, people Mm. feel like they, uh, need that white noise in the background. And, Mm. um, just like, no, sometimes just sitting here in my room with nothing on is perfectly fine. Like that, that could be meditation, just sitting there and, you know, in the quiet, in the quiet, allowing your thoughts to come up, you know, not labeling them, not compartmentalizing them, but just acknowledging them and then, you know, go out about your day. But, yeah. and it, it, meditation also builds up your self-resilience, um, but self-resilience looks different for everybody. I mean, sometimes, you know, laying in bed or sitting in the shower and crying and then just being like, okay, taking your breaths, you know, having mm-hmm. is still part of your self-resiliency. It's not always um, so positive. Sometimes it's a little messy, but the fact yeah. is that you, you continue on. Mm-hmm. it's like the stoicism or just like covering it up with positivity all the time it's not always yeah it's, it's not- like I definitely believe in feeling the feelings whatever it is you're feeling exactly just because I'm feeling this way doesn't mean like it's gonna last forever Forever. yes that's the thing it'll pass it really will it really will yep I feel that and if it doesn't then you need to seek help And that's what the ways that we're talking about helping yourself. And then, you know, like you mentioned at the beginning, even going for outside help to therapy or someone to talk to or, you know, but that's still seeking help for yourself. And that's the key, I think. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Through all of this, like we all got to just like help ourselves and, you know, keep our immune systems up like by, you know, doing the work to to do those things you know because i think that's what it comes down to is people don't want to do the work mm-hmm. and you want a quick, everybody wants a quick fix exactly it's become part of our way of thinking you know it was like when you know we have drive-thrus now now we have doordash now we have you know we obviously still have stuff you can microwave and heat up but again it's like when you're hungry you need nourishment not so much as just food but actual nourishment like things that are full that are full of nutrients and nutrients dense that's what you need and that's what we all that's what we need to feed our bodies mm-hmm. um and that's what we need spiritually too yeah and then physically, like, how am I nourishing myself, mind, body, and soul during this this pandemic, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially when the first time, you, when as soon as the schools closed, you know, everything was off the shelf. But you still had to, like, okay, well, we can't do this. Let's fr- frozen veggies that last a while. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, mm-hmm. it, that was... That was my thought process, at least. It was just like, I can't do that. Okay, you know what? Tuna's out. We're going to order tuna on Amazon. 
tunas full of nutrients, like things like that, you know? And um, I think if people realize that as much as we feed ourselves, it still needs to be purposeful feeding. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, and then as women, I feel like we really change our thought process in eating when we conceive we're like okay i need to do this why all of a sudden we're like so true all the fruits and vegetables in the world we can't eat like there's the outbreak of hysteria like you can't eat deli meat when you're pregnant you can't eat um too much fish with mercury in it you can have like two things of tuna you can't eat sushi and it's just like oh but i love like that's when you take your vitamins exactly it's like but it's like um what happened all the time you were not trying to conceive or have conceived you were just kind of like feeding yourself junk and I feel like in social media some people are still like feeding their minds junk and I feel like now with the pause we can try to reflect on what am I really allowing to come into my life with people's posts and stories mm-hmm. and um and viewpoints like mm-hmm. am I feeding myself uh and what am I posting am I also trying to nourish somebody trying to help somebody whoever sees it mm-hmm. you know That's true. I really kind of like back off social media I'll go up on like my Facebook and post something like inspirational, like y'all need to heal. <laughs> Not really, but basically saying like we need to heal ourselves, and then I'll kind of right. like go away for a week or two, pop back up when something really resonates. I'm like, and we need to do this too. Okay, but like that's <laughs> just me. I won't say anything. I'll just post it, and then I'm out. Like, it's just- I know social media has become like a whole beast within itself. Did you see that sh- that show on Netflix? The um social dilemma Mm-mm. oh you gotta see that because it's it's to me it's okay it's about how the creators of all the social medias or somebody in creating like twitter and all the different social medias all the people who felt guilty about that their creation came together and made a movie and said this is what we did we created a monster and we can't control it and we don't know how to stop it and they break down the monster, which if you know anything about internet, you kind of know this anyway, but they talk about the algorithm and how they created it to be um, this thing that's supposed to help you because it's going to give you all the information that you like that pertains to your life and all this. But now it's this thing where it's compartmentalizing everybody and making it so that like, you know, when you search you know how it is like on Instagram when you search something on your explore page all that comes up now on your explore page is related to whatever you kind of like searched yes I'm like why is this on Facebook I wasn't looking for okay so basically (laughs) everybody is just getting their news their ads everything is just exactly what they are looking at so nobody's getting the same things per se as far as like information when it comes to information so that's why everyone's so divided it's just like especially on Facebook because you're getting all the stuff that you like 
and this person is getting all the stuff that he likes and it's not exactly you know mixing and it's just creating like division within people and like and then all the fake news and all the bots and all the shit that they put out there to create division the lies and the misinformation and disinformation and it's girl you got to see that show you just got to see I, it i will put it on my yes it's called Social Dilemma on Netflix. I mean, they break it down, but what pissed me off about it really was, like, they have no solution. And they're, you know, it's just like, oh, we created this monster and we just didn't mean to. But um, now we are begging you guys to realize what's happening and stop going on social media or something like that. I don't know what their solution Nothing, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it is, is. Monitor yourself and don't get caught up. Like, basically. Yeah. And, and I he, mean, that's fine for people who are self-aware. Yes. For people but, who aren't self-aware, that's a whole different story. It is. And that's, that's, like, people believe everything they read. Literally, like, you, they're, like, you, we were talking about the sources, where your source is coming from, where are you getting this news and information from? And it could be literally from anywhere, because the algorithm is creating more and more of what is feeding what you believe. Mm-hmm. And it's just giving you more of that. So it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Definitely is. Yes, you know, I hate to do this, but you reminded me. Um, you know how we're supposed to be getting the second uh, stimulus? Mm. Um, one friend of mine shared with me their theory how, how it hasn't happened because he, obviously he wants to win, right? But also, right. when we first got our first one, Mar- April, I don't remember when it was, when we got it, um, apparently... Uh, I can't. I cannot quote the source. I'm sorry. This is from a friend that the owner, the ownership of um, African Americans with guns went up. Mm. So that is also a theory as to why he hasn't released the second check and why so many people are struggling because they're out of their twelve hundred dollars. Mm. Just a theory. Just a theory. And I was like that. Kind of makes sense, I guess. I mean, I really didn't think about it, but okay. <laughs> well, so I wait, mean, they're out of the $1,200 to give up, everyone? No, but that's why he's holding on to it for so long. Oh. I feel like, <laughs> I feel it, like we went from time capsule um, podcast to like theory podcast. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, girl, because we can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> but no that's real I mean like it's it's definitely something politicized with that because you know I just don't get it I and honestly I was following it at the beginning but I just stopped following everything I, I'm not following none of the politics because I just can't like they're it's stupid it's dumb it's, stupid, it's bullshit and it's exhausting it's exhausting and then they just say replay it and keep shoving it in your face and I know voting is important yes I'm gonna vote but I just don't want to follow every second of the bullshit like it's too much it's too much and they need to get my money though I know that they need to get me my money no I'm just kidding (laughs) 
Rubbing my money. Rubbing my money. <laughs> it's so true, though. Like, there's people who, that was a big help. And then, mm. you know, I had a girlfriend, and she told me, she's like, my my unemployment unemployment benefits were literally about to run out. Like, thanks for referring me to that job opening you saw. I was like, you're mm. welcome. Like, I wasn't like going, I wasn't, I was just like, hey, you know, I know you're not working. Like, this place is hiring. Like, that was it. Mm. It's just, I got hired because, like, like literally in like a week, my unemployment was going to be out. I was like, dang, that was that was divine timing. Like, literally. Wow. Yeah, and, it's hard out here. Like, people are really, really struggling right now. Like, yeah. so many businesses have gone down. So many industries are just out. Like, you know, yeah. trainers and gyms. A lot of them had to figure it out. A lot of barbers, hairstyle, yeah. everyone like that is like. Yeah. What do you do now for for a living? Exactly. Um, and it's, I'm just like, oh, I hope, you know, those people are finding something, you know, maybe they have loyal um, class members who they could, you know, start doing private work with. But mm-hmm. I remember when it first happened, like, unemployment was, like, stupid busy. Yeah, um, you couldn't get through. Couldn't get through. Mm-hmm. I heard and we have some friends who live in or- Oregon and like their unemployment website like crashed like because I mean a lot of people in Oregon Portland area like that's a lot of restaurants and service businesses you know and they were just like shut down mm-hmm. I'm just like dang it's it's so much more beyond um you know wearing the mask and stuff like that it's yeah so much more it really is. It really, really is. And what's going to happen, you know, after the, you know, next year, at the beginning of the year, after this, because there's still like a moratorium on evictions, I think. I know mm-hmm. there is here. So, like, you know, really, we haven't seen the effects of anything yet. No. Not, not even close. Not the economy, not you know what's gonna happen so like we don't know what the hell is happening still after six months after <laughs> that's the conclusion to <laughs> to it all after six months we still like well okay <laughs> make it number one make sure you go out and vote um number two yeah. self-care meditate if yep. you an outside source find you know um a therapist within your medical coverage um always journaling journaling too journaling yes journaling um advocate for social injustice Mm -hmm. you know you don't have to make it a big spiel on social media you can donate anonymously that is perfectly fine yeah yeah (laughs) that's about it six months later (laughs) right still same everything no, there's some stuff that came out of it that, I mean, there really has been things that have come out of it. And always there's going to be something coming out of dark times or whatever you want to call it, you know? So yeah. there's yeah. always lessons to learn and and um, something to get from from whatever is happening. So you have to be open to it and mm-hmm. uh, allow yourself to see other perspectives and viewpoints yeah 
Yes, for sure. Well, but what about you, Marissa? What's happening with your classes? And let people know um, what's your current, you know, schedule like. And so I, okay, so I am always up for taking um, in private clients. Um, that's mm. what I main, I'm mainly fo- pivoted to. I was doing the virtual, but unfortunately, um, I do not have a designated space between my husband working, doing his work hours, and my son in his school hours. So mm. um, maybe I'll start doing um, earlier, but like super earlier classes or maybe I'll just do recordings and share with that um but again mm-hmm. it's once I get a bigger home and have a, a dedicated space I will be sure to be back on virtually nice. um uh, you can always reach me at lunaandsoulyoga.com or my instagram luna and soul yoga and facebook luna and soul yoga with marissa stern um mm-hmm. If you are interested in prenatal, I am available for you. I have been a practitioner of yoga for 10 years and a teacher of yoga for two. Um, and surprise announcement. I haven't announced socially yet. <laughs> Very little friends know. But mm-hmm. I am 14 weeks pregnant. So <gasps> ah, congratulations. Also- oh, my God, a COVID baby. I know. Um, this was planned, you guys. We stopped. Yeah, we planned it. We stopped birth control. Um, yeah, so if you need a prenatal teacher who actually like really knows what they're doing, other than teaching it, but actually going through it with you, I am here for you. <laughs> oh, awesome! Oh my gosh! Congratulations! Wow, that's exciting. So exciting. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Yes. So everybody, if you, um, you know, reach out to Marissa, especially for a prenatal. Yeah, not me, because I'm past that (laughs) time. But anybody else? Everybody else. (laughs) Okay, everybody else. No. Okay. No, but that's wonderful. I I really am happy for you. Um, So what month do you think is the baby due? April, the end of April, April. next year. Mm. Mm, April, oh, baby. April, little Taurus baby. Little spring baby. Oh, Taurus. Oh, okay. Nice. Love it, girl. That's so that's wonderful news. Let me ask you, are you feeling any effects yet from the pregnancy? Like are you Oh yeah, I was uh, now that I'm in my second trimester, I'm feeling a lot mm. better. First um, mm. few weeks, I was like super nauseous. I was living off mm. of bagels and toast and Ritz crackers and Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like having the cravings and really wanting it. Um, even when I would have the cravings last semester and really wanting it, I would start eating and eat like half. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't eat anymore. Mm. And I was, I'm just glad I didn't go like all the way across town to get you what you really wanted. But like, I love you, but I'm just glad you ate something. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh my like, God. I would, I would hate you. Cause I would be like, I really want this. And then like, I'm like, okay, I'll make you for dinner. And then I'll, there'll be time to eat. And he's like, aren't you going to eat? I'm like, I'm not hungry anymore. I feel gross. And like, oh. uh, yeah. Those first three months are always weird. Like in a way. 
yeah he's like i'm sorry i'm like it's okay yeah but we're very excited we would just we're not too picky on the gender we just want a healthy baby that's mm-hmm. it yeah that's beautiful oh <laughs> oh my god babies babies oh. <laughs> i feel um, like i'm starting all over again because my son's 13 i'm like oh lord <laughs> right well at least now he's old enough to help Yes, he. I know he'll be a very good helper. Yeah, that's perfect. And then, you know, you'll have a couple of years at least of him helping before mm-hmm. a few years. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful, girl. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Well, girly, I don't want to hold you up too long. I mean, we can go on and on, you know, like we love to talk. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I really appreciate you coming by and talking with me about uh, this pandemic that's still going on. And uh, we'll definitely hit you up if we need some prenatal or some private classes, definitely. And I will leave your links on the descriptions um, of this episode for sure. Well, thank you so much, my love. You're welcome, girl. Well, you have a great day and we will talk soon. So yeah, we love talking to Marissa. Um, she's definitely one that you will hear a lot on the podcast. Um, and she is a local yoga instructor who is available, like she said, for prenatal. And we just love talking to her about um, everything that's going on right now. And really, it is a lot So, you know, we just want you to take care of yourself out there. It's a lot of stress on everyone right now because we have this on a a macro level of this pandemic happening. We have all of this, all of these things happening all at once. You know, if you're watching the news um, consistently, you may be getting overwhelmed and anxious. So you may want to turn that off. Get out in nature, you know, do something fun. Sometimes it's hard to think about doing something fun when there's so much stress and worry and all of these things happening, but there's still ways to kind of um, release that tension. And you can do that without money, you know, by just going into nature, you know, fun things around your area where you live you know, that are simple and easy and, um, you know, take a walk, uh, things like that. Just take care of yourself. Be mindful of um, you, how you feel through all of this. Reach out if you need help. Reach out to friends. Reach out to professionals if you need it. If it's uh, alternative medicine that you want to want to seek, do that. Just please take care of yourselves. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up here. And until next time, what do we do? We must do the inner work and create the shift in our own consciousness, which creates the shift in the collective consciousness. And that's the goal. So don't forget, you can support the podcast at anchor.fm slash real shift happens. And you can subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We are Real Shift Happens Wellness Podcasts. So definitely subscribe to us and get your 
weekly dose of just feeling good, right? <laughs> and also, if you want to drop us a message, definitely do that. You can also do that on the anchor.fm slash Happens profile page. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Anything about how you feel, how you're feeling during this time, um, anxious, you know, depressed, like everybody is definitely going through it. So if you want to reach out, let us know what's going on with you. And also we have a book club. So if you want to join our book club, go to realshifthappens.live. You will see the link to the book club there. You can join. We'll send you notifications when we have um, occurring books coming up that we're going to be reading. And you can also get a free audiobook from Audible through our um, link, which is audibletrial.com slash realshifthappens. And you will also get 30 days for free. And Audible is really good because you get to um, listen to the book while you do other things. Like I, I know a lot of people don't like to read nowadays, but you don't have to sit there and read. I mean, I love reading either way. I like to sit and read too, but sometimes I don't have time. So I'll be in the car. I can listen to an audiobook. I can exercise and listen to an audiobook. I can cook and listen to an audiobook. So I love it for the convenience and, um, you know, hearing that voice, you still get a connection to, to the author. And um, it's a great way to gain knowledge. So, Definitely check that out, audibletrial.com slash realshifthappens. And yeah, until next time, real shifters, go within and make real shift happen. Peace. Peace.